You ready for Basecamp Fitness's best deal yet? Seven days for $7. That's right, seven days for $7. It's time to double down on your fitness goals and snag this offer before it's gone. Call or text Basecamp Fitness at 913-232-9770 or go to BasecampFitness.com to learn more. The show that takes you home. The Homestretch with Sterling Holmes on ESPN Kansas City. 1510 AM, 94.5 FM, and the ESPN Kansas City Facebook page. Welcome to the Homestretch, ESPN Kansas City, 1510 AM, 94.5 FM, 1510.com, and Facebook Live. Live in studio on the final Red Friday of this NFL season. Kyle behind the glass. Josh Briscoe joining us in studio in just one moment. Kyle, how are you? Is it Sunday yet, man? Dude, that's how I feel. It's just a slow inch towards Sunday. Once the hot take artists started coming out in full force on Tuesday, I'm just sitting here going, please, please, can we have the game on Wednesday? I don't care. Play it at noon. I don't want to hear any more of how if Jalen Hurts wins, is he technically better than Mahomes? Like, it's just asinine. It's absurd. Uh, but we're so close. Hey, Briscoe. How you holding up, man? I don't know. You seem not, it seems like not great, maybe. I just want the game to be here. I want the game to be here. I'm so, I'm just so tired of people just trying to come up with hot takes for the sake of, of being spicy. It's just like, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I think the best thing you can do when you see those is to just not give what they want, which I, is attention. I don't. I never like it. Never quote tweet it with some asinine response. Yeah. I never bring up their name on a show. I say this piece of work, who we shall rem- rename, re- remain nameless. As you can tell, I'm angry right now. I'm Sim- heated. Why don't you loosen up your tie a little bit here, Hitman? It's a red tie. It's kind of nice. It's Chiefs Kingdom. Oh, yeah, that's your only red you got rocking right now. That's why you have it untied. Yeah. Wow, because you know it's like it's like St. Patrick's Day. I don't want to get pinched. I will pinch you. But I'm wearing red. Yeah, off. I can't. Yours is a very nice jet chip wasp yeah, shirt. Yeah, thank you. I was, I've been rocking this uh, Grateful Dead Chiefs hoodie crossover yeah, it's from pretty, uh, pretty Homage. Sick. I don't know if it's pronounced homage. for the, It's spelled homage. Yeah. I would say homage. Uh, well, they, you, are you uh, French? I don't know. I just that's just how I've always said. It. I I have too, and I thought the same thing, but I never wanted to say it out loud because then you if you say it wrong, it's the their quality of stuff is great. I'm I'm it's not not a hashtag ad, although I did get it for free. <laughs> but uh, I've been rocking this today, and it's a little toasty here in the home stretch studios. So I thought, you know what? Glad I put the jet chip wasp on today. It really I ought to wear this shirt more often. Yeah, it's, it's just nice. kind of gotten lost in my um, the shuffle, the red and the red T-shirt yeah. section of the shuffle of my closet. But cause sometimes this is kind of inside radio. I don't know. No one cares about this. But you don't always you don't always want to like wear the team gear because sometimes you're like I don't know. You don't always want to like just telegraph who you're rooting for or whatever. Sure, but, we're we're, we're uh, uh, non-biased. Right. That's the thing. Is like I, you don't. I, it's silly, and we're seeing the NFL world, I think, evolve on this. You're on a Good Morning Football. All the hosts are wearing gear from their favorite teams. Sure. Because you can absolutely be objective while still being biased by your childhood rooting interests. Sure. Right. Um, I've got, you know, uh, uh, hand-me-down shirts and merch and memorabilia and stuff from my grandparents. I'm, What Come am on. I trying to hide? But um, 
I was just thinking that really the evolution for me might just be the combination of wearing a play on your shirt with a nice little yeah. uh, wasp silhouette. No, not, in the not, not a Chiefs fan. I'm just a fan of this play. I'm a fan, yeah. of, I'm a fan <laughs> of ball. Like that's what this, that's what this shirt yeah. feels like to me, and I'm a I'm a big fan. By the way, I just I don't know why this makes me laugh, but it does. Playing Madden, they have Jet Chip Wasp in the game, right? Yeah, and and you can you can use it. Never once has it worked. That's hilarious. I you didn't am, have time to run Wasp. And, and uh, frankly, you don't have time. You, you you either get sacked or I normally do a dynasty. And I unless you're one one, you're not drafting Mahomes because yeah. he's always gone. So I normally get stuck with fun in fact. Jalen Hurts. Whoa. Doesn't have the arm strength to make the play. Yeah, and, and if we know anything, it's that Madden's never wrong. So Madden's this means never this, been wrong. this means the Chiefs are gonna wax the Eagles. What do you uh, What do you play Madden on? Does it have cross? PS4. Do you know? I have do you, PS4. Do you, do you know if it has cross? I'm playing on Steam Deck now because I got a Steam Deck. I, frankly, so I, I have PC, no. Basically. Is that I don't know what Steam Deck it's, is. It's basically playing on PC, um, but I, but it's handheld. Okay, so it's just it's my way of getting into PC gaming because I don't have like a huge chunky yeah. PC rig. Um, See, I'm not really a gamer besides it will be the show. I, I'm more of a— How cool is the Negro Leagues thing, man? Have you, so you sick, by the that? way. Uh, it's just a phenomenal thing that they've oh, done. It's the Bob first Kendrick. time I thought I need—dude, I, we're now talking over each other about how excited we are about this thing because it's that's just where we're coming from. I was like—when I saw, like, MLB The Show— Tribute to the Negro Leagues. I was like, all right, like, what are we going to do in here? Like, are they going to, is this going to be some throwback uniforms? Yeah. Are they going to have, how are they going to navigate this? Because this is a really difficult time in sort of the history of the world. Yeah. And then Bob Kendrick showed up in that video, and I I was wrapped in a warm blanket of going, oh, they're going to crush this. Yeah. Because there's no way he'd be there, sitting there, explaining the story of the Negro mm-hmm. Leagues to the camera this way and not have that seep into what they're doing there in the game. So I, I'm going to have to pick up the show yeah. and try that because uh, that, that is absolutely what I uh, what I need to. Having Buck O'Neill and Satchel Paige, and so it, cool. it just if you are a Kansas City fan too, just, uh, just yes. not even of a particular sport, but if you are a Kansas City fan, you love this city, and just say you love the history of the city. Obviously the Monarchs were one of the, uh, on the forefront if you will, of Negro Leagues in baseball Absolutely. and everything. And there's a lot of different players you can play with. Very cool thing maybe the show's doing. So I don't know how we ended up starting on Super Bowl week, the the, the final show that Jet we're going to do. Jet Wasp, but video games, it the turned show, into and I like Bob the, Kendrick. Bob, Bob Kendrick, Kendrick he, and he, he's been on with you and me before on yep. this show, and he's just a time. great guy. All right, let's get into the game just a little bit. I know we're both almost, I don't want to say sick of talking about it because it, it, it seems ungrateful. I'm not actually sick of talking about Chiefs-Eagles. I'm kind of... Talk, I'm kind of sick of talking about talking about Chiefs Eagles. If that makes sense. You know sure. what I mean? Like, there's some fascinating stuff in this game still. Yeah, I'm with you. It's one of those situations where you don't want to seem ungrateful, but you, you we've hit so many storylines, and this is what makes yeah. it so impactful is we get to still talk about this. We're not talking about the NFL draft, which is coming to Kansas City. We're talking about the Super Bowl. The Chiefs are still playing in February. Yeah, Again, I like, I like to make the joke, that's why Josh Allen's Mr. January, because he doesn't get to February. Good job, Tony Romo, for coining that one. But it's such a fun time to be a Chiefs fan. Sure. Growing up, we never got to experience this. We saw other teams having the fun, and now it's the Chiefs. They're the team. We're the fan base that's having the fun. If you look at Radio Row, and you see all these former players, and a lot of former Chiefs were there. Tony Gonzalez, uh, Tony Richardson, all the Tonys apparently. But it's just, you remember back to that era. Yes. And it harkens some great seasons, some fun games, some great memories, but nothing like this. 
And that's what is so I don't want to take for granted. Absolutely. Because you look back at some of your childhood heroes, because for me that was my era of the Trent Green, Tony Richardson, Will Will Shields, offensive line, Tony Gonzalez. And then talking yourself into Kyle Orton maybe turning this thing around. Yeah. But... And you look back and go, those guys were my heroes growing up, and, and that's definitely fine to have. They seemed like great people for the most for the most part. But then you get to now, and we're not talking about what they did during the regular season, what what happens next, and how do they improve upon this. That's right. It's they've improved upon it, and they are here now. And sometimes it's hard for me to just fully appreciate or wrap my head around yeah. that this is where the Chiefs team is at. The idea of getting to the playoffs and winning a playoff game and then getting bounced by a better team was like a daydream. Yeah. And now we're here. It's three Super Bowls in four years. They've won one of them, one more still pending here. Like, yeah, it's just, it's incredible. And and you're right. I think that's a good perspective to have. Uh, and meanwhile, you know, again, like, I, I think my fatigue on this is really limited to just some of the, like, Media week in the same way yeah. that I, I don't think Andy Reid is tired of planning for the Eagles. I think Andy Reid's probably tired of of answering how he builds his best hamburger. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, and so that's I think that's kind of where I'm at. Where like whenever I end up going back and actually, um, I've done a I know you've also done multiple. Uh, I've done a lot of radio hits. Yeah, in a lot I was of places. Ju- I was just on in Canada today. Which I is, was on in Canada yesterday. Wh- where in where in Canada? Uh, I was in Ca- Toronto. I was in Calgary. Wow, look at you! And they even threw in an A. They're, oh, they're, they, love they, that. they even threw in a. It was something along the lines of, uh, somehow, I, like, I don't know how to answer this question, or how, even if it is a question, but how impressive has Travis Kelsey been, eh? And I'm oh. just like, I'm like, oh, oh. man, I can't say anything because I'm not trying to get just, just kicked off the air for saying, yeah. well, let me tell you all the boot, Travis Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> right. You, you didn't want to, and you also don't want to be like, well, yeah, thanks, y'all, for having me out. You just don't want to really over lean yeah. either way, you know? Um, but yeah, but like doing doing uh, the various uh, radio hits and around the country and the world. I got somebody from uh, Australia ask if I'd come on. I didn't see the DM wow. too late. I would have moved mountains to do that. Well, to say I well maybe their time. No, unfortunately, is it was, no. It was like it was like six a.m. their time, uh, like six p.m. ours. I mean, it was it's not literally twelve hours yeah. apart, but it was very close to that. It was for their morning show, but I would have been doing it like the evening, in the, in the early <laughs> evening, uh, which would have worked out perfect. But whenever I, I just did one over there right before the show, and we actually got to like talk about the Chiefs' defense mm-hmm. and the offensive line and some of these matchups that I think have been really oversimplified over these last yes. couple of weeks. And it's it's how you get. I'll, I'll say the same thing here that I've said in a few places. I'm using the same guy as an example here, which I'm afraid is going to make it sound like I'm bashing on this guy when I use him as a positive example. Okay. I feel like the the narrative we've heard so much with Jason being down on Radio Row with the zone is that a lot of the times the, the all right, what's your prediction answer is, well, look, the Chiefs have the better quarterback, but the Eagles yeah. have the better team. And one of the guys who said that, whose name I keep mentioning, is Kurt Warner. I mentioned Kurt Warner because he knows more about football than I do, right? Like, I am not questioning if Kurt Warner knows ball. By the way... Mahomes is trying to do something that hasn't been done since Kurt since Warner Kurt since Warner. 1999. Yep. Win an MVP, which Mahomes won last night, and then win the Super Bowl in the same season. Also, Kurt Warner had a chance in 01 to do it, and it fell short. Sure did. Actually, no, because he won the MVP in 01, but was the Super Bowl the the 2001 season, or was that the Super Bowl oh, played? Oh, good question. Yeah, that, that, I might have just, just did some some 
semantics here. Years are hard. Time zones are hard. It's all everything's difficult. But but you go back after I got you off track. I don't remember what we're talking about. (laughs) Uh, But it's like Kurt Warner saying that it was the first time I was like, okay, well this. Let me see if this kind of makes sense to me. And then I I think that I think it's a reasonable place to arrive to if you know what you're looking at, right? Which is I'm guessing how Kurt Warner got there. But then I'm also kind of getting the feeling that has become kind of the cliche of this week. Yeah. And I think it undervalues the Chiefs defense and the Chiefs offensive line. And I do look, I do think Jalen Hurts is good. I do think the Eagles defense is good. But right now we have not seen Jalen Hurts throw the football well since his shoulder injury. Correct. And we have not seen the Eagles defense go up against a real top shelf offense. Again, it doesn't mean that he can't throw and that they won't stop the Chiefs' offense, mm-hmm. but it means we haven't seen that happen in this iteration. And so I, I think that you're just going, oh, you know, 2 through 53, and I, I get it. But also— I, I, I think the Chiefs are the best three. This is what I said this yesterday to open the zone. I said, hey, is this is there any chance that the Chiefs have the best three players of this group altogether? If you do that, are you saying the Eagles have 4 through 10? Well, if they do, and they don't, but if they do— Where's that cutoff for, like, who's the better team altogether? Yeah. And, again, it's, it's very semantic. I think it's very oversimplified. And it's just easier to do than going in and explaining that, like, I think Spags is going to zone blitz the bleep out of Jalen Hurts. Sure. And I think it's also people don't have enough time. When you're doing hits on Radio Row, you have 10 minutes a lot totally. of times. And you have to you're, – you're promoting whatever you're promoting. And then you have three minutes to try and get all your thoughts out. And you don't have time to get into the semantics of every little minutia of the game. Right. So that's what you're stuck with is the, the Chiefs have – Mahomes, which again, I've even said at times, sometimes it's as simple as the Chiefs have Mahomes and the other team doesn't, which I think is a fair thing to say. But I also want to point out earlier on, I I was bringing up the fact that the Chiefs offensive line, in my opinion, is not getting enough credit. The Chiefs offensive line has always been, well, the Eagles defense and how good are they and they're elite. And I agree, they are elite. When you have Jordan Davis and Dominican Sue, Brandon Graham even coming off the bench, you have a plethora of talent at at D-line. You've got John Calipari uh, 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 platoons going on in the D-line right now. It's like hockey just— Yeah, line uh, switches. Line switches, basically, yeah. Yeah. You're very talented. But at the same time, the Chiefs offensive line has been really solid in their own right. I always bring this number up because I think it's at least somewhat fascinating— Obviously, it's not just an offensive line set. I think it's a lot quarterback set. But guess who's the quarterback? Patrick Mahomes. The, the Chiefs uh, and Mahomes have been sacked 26 times on 648 dropbacks in the regular season, right? Okay. Jalen Hurts has been sacked 38 times on 460. So, 200 more dropbacks for Mahomes, 12 less sacks. This was regular season, right? And all we've been hearing is the Eagles offensive line is the best in the NFL, which I, I'm not necessarily disagreeing. Probably is. But, but the point is... Jalen Hurts sometimes holds onto the ball too long. Yes. Mahomes is great at getting the ball out quick. Right. I think the Chiefs' offensive line is better than they get credit for. Mm-hmm. You and I have talked about it on this show. Amen. We sometimes I don't know if we have too high expectations for the Chiefs' offensive line, but because we grew up in an era, a lot of us, when it was the best offensive line potentially in NFL history. Certainly of the decade. You're sitting here saying, well, why aren't they that? And it's one of those situations where, well, then if you're always comparing a quarterback to Mahomes, they're never going to be that either. Right. This Chiefs offensive line is very talented. They need more credit, and I think they can do a good job scheming, especially with Patrick Mahomes getting the ball out quick and being however mobile he's going to be with his ankle. Yep. I, I'm not as worried that this is just some massive matchup for the Eagles. I've got, uh, I've got two sort of theories as to how we've gotten here, and and – they're both good for the Chiefs, and if you if you buy my theory, one is that 
we know that Andrew Wiley and Orlando Brown Jr. have allowed a lot of pressures this year. Sure. They've had a lot of dropbacks, so that number is inflated, but they have allowed a lot of pressures, and I get it. But to your point, Patrick Mahomes is excellent at not letting pressures turn into sacks at the same rate that other quarterbacks might. And for Jalen Hurts, look, also a Jalen Hurts sack, I think I asked Field Yates about this on Monday, um, but a Jalen Hurts sack is not always the same as a Patrick Mahomes sack or anybody else because Jalen Hurts might get sacked right up at the line of scrimmage, you know, escaping sure. up and something like that happening, right? But the point being, Mahomes gets pressured and then still gets rid of the ball or gets away and then gets rid of the ball shortly thereafter at an incredible rate. And so I think that the pressure numbers are less flattering to the Chiefs O-line than they probably should be in reality, and the sacks and stuff just popped up a handful of times. The other thing is that I think a lot of people are analyzing this game with ghosts of Chiefs Buccaneers uh, of the Super Bowl two years ago, where you go, oh, man, well, look, you know, the Chiefs offensive line fell apart in that game, and, and look at what happened to the offense. Two things from that one. One, the offensive line fell apart in that game because it had fallen apart physically. <laughs> Mike Rimmers and Andrew Wiley at that point in Wiley's career is a double downgrade from this Andrew Wiley and Orlando Brown Jr. Yeah. Also, the interior is in much better shape than it was at that point. Also, Patrick Mahomes was still awesome in that game. Yeah. He had guys dropping balls constantly. With his Tyree face Kill, mask. Darrell Williams' <laughs> face constantly. So I think that has sort of seeped into people's brains a little bit. Uh, where they're going, oh, well, you know, if the Eagles just pressure him, even if if, if dudes would have just caught the passes that hit them in the hands or face, mm-hmm. that game is viewed very, very differently, even if they still lose it. But ultimately, I just don't think it's nearly that apocalyptic. Even if the Eagles do get pressure, which they're going to get some pressure. Sure. Is there going to be a sack or two? Probably so. But the idea that they're just going to fully, like, uproot the Chiefs' offensive line and the offense in its entirety because of that really doesn't does not jive with me. I think I might be more concerned about, hey— can MVS, Juju, um, Kadarius, Tony, can these guys beat some single coverage? Like, not not safety, but in, in, can they beat their man? Can they just create space? Can they find that separation anywhere? And if they can do that, I think Mahomes will have the time to get rid of the ball to do it. And that might be the better the better point is the Eagles secondary. I think the Eagles linebacking core is their weakest aspect of their defense, which is— Spider-Man meme. Well, yeah, you might as well just say for both teams. Although yeah. I do think Nick Bolton and Willie Gay Jr. are better than, than the Eagles linebacking core— um, the Chiefs' linebacking core is different, and they're they're good in their own way. They're they're good getting downhill at times. They're not at as good in pass coverage. It's but, a strange group. But. but the Eagles have only given up five point five yards per attempt per pass, which is tops in the NFL. We we know about the quarterbacks they face. They haven't faced elite quarterbacks. It was Trevor Lawrence and Monsoon. It was Aaron Rodgers. But that's and then still Jordan Love. But but it, it's still in, impressive, right? That's that's sure, still yeah, 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 great. Yeah, that's still absolutely. tops in the NFL. But the Chiefs, on the other hand. Coming at 8.1 yards per attempt with Mahomes. That is second in the NFL, only behind the Miami Dolphins. I, I, I'm just... Which is crazy. Yeah, I know. Because that was without their quarterback for like half the season. Yeah, but because Jalen... My God. Jalen Waddle and... Uh, Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill. Football. Wow, who knew? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah go ahead. I'm but shocked that was the first place. It, it's just something has to give, and we've talked about the Eagles defense, and it's fair to bring up, but... This is a battle between strengths for both teams. James Bradbury is a great cornerback. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dar- Darius Slay is a great cornerback. Uh, what's it? Uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. C.J. Gardner-Maddox uh, is a very solid CB3. But they've not faced this. And it's going to come down to, I'm not worried about Mahomes. And this is kind of what you touched on and alluded to. 
It's can't Juju get open. Right. It's can MVS get open. Can Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony can they get open? I'm not worried about Travis Kelsey. We know Travis Kelsey is getting open, especially yep. with the, the the linebacker play that I mentioned. Yep. It's not just a well, Patrick Mahomes. They haven't faced a quarterback like Mahomes. It's that's great and all. They faced some great wide receivers. They faced wide receivers better than this Chiefs wide receiving core. Yeah. It's can the wide receivers get open? Yeah, and that's the thing where, and I think it can be, it can be the the corners that we mentioned. It can be the the safeties, the defensive backs altogether. You have to figure out if you're going to have a spot where you can create something for yourself schematically, and if you can't, what matchups are you getting physically that you feel like you have an advantage on? We saw Marquez Valdez-Scantling be tremendous in the AFC Championship game when he was like the only guy out there. They're going to have Justin Watson back, but really, I am the two things I'm most nervous about are Juju's his ability to get open, even though he was a full participant in practice yesterday. We'll mm-hmm. see where he ends up today, but. Can Juju get separation, and he might be able to do it at a lesser physical level because he can do it with his body, which is a different thing from a Kadarius Tony type, right? But, but I will say just very quickly that's that's pretty much what Juju's been his whole career. He never yep. came in as the athletic specimen. He's not the, breaking the, the, away the, out of the break to create a yard. It, it was more the mental game, the shiftiness, almost the Travis Kelsey esque. Yep. Travis Kelsey never the most athletic tight end, right. although obviously <laughs> very athletic. Right. These dudes are on another, another on another level, but it's not Kadarius Tony or. Tyreek Hill, it's they get it done in different ways. Right, and so I do think that that is the logic behind Juju being able to be limited and still be effective, but I'm still just a little bit worried as to how he's going to look when we see him out there again, and I am, I am, what's the word going to be here? Ter excited? Half terrified, half excited about Kadarius Tony. Uh, because I think that there is there is a, what's going on on the screen right now. Very quickly, Brett Michaels from Poison is on the screen, and that is an absolute look. This is right. Welcome to Radio Row. Do, do you have to see now? You understand why I stopped you for one second. We could have some serious Chiefs talk, but when you see Brett Michaels from Poison, and he's got bandanas the long, around the long hair. Well, no, no, a Super Bowl Fifty Seven hat on top of the bandana. If I said if I said Brett Michaels, you automatically think long hair with bandana. He's yeah. he's he's had the same look since he was twenty two. Yeah, the it, uh, Orlando Bloom facial hair. Yeah, it, it's the five o'clock shadow on the mustache. Everything that's else is more than five o'clock. That's I would say that nine o'clock. I would say that <laughs> I would say that's a seven p.m. shadow. That's a seven p.m. shadow with a soul patch, a little flavor saver that goes into a tiny little goat Strasburg. track. Yeah, Steven Strasburg, a small Strasburg. But then everything else is clean shaven. I mean, you, you there's no no shadow there. It's a extremely interesting look that Brett Michaels has rocking right now. Hat over the bandana over the hair also is really good. A nice deep V there. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, a lot of wristbands. Yeah, Brett Michaels living it, it up. Big, on the big wristband guy. I met him before, and he's a very, very nice guy. That's good. Though. But he looks the exact same now. I wonder if that's what money or just good genes. But that's the thing, man. I, I haven't mean, met him in 13 years. That was might, 13 years ago, and he's pro- he's got to be 50. Fifty-five. Oh, I, I I'll tell you this. I I don't. I can't vouch for the hair one way or the other. I mean, I'm guessing that's that's a, a dyed situation from the jump. Fifty-nine. Right? No bleep. Yeah. He looks incredible. He looks like a a young Kid Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Look up how old Kid Rock is. Look up how old Kid Rock is. That's a great poll. That is exactly right. He looks like a youthful <laughs> Kid Rock. I bet Kid Rock is forty-six. Get ready for this, but no. 52. Okay, all right. And Brett Michaels right now. 20 years younger. Yeah. He looks 20 years younger than the last time I saw Kid Rock. Oh. 
All right, getting back. Do we need to take a break and come back? Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, I just I'm terribly excited for Kadarius Tony because I think this is either going to be the Kadarius Tony Super Bowl or on Monday or on the post game show Sunday night. I'm going to be going. God, I wish we could. We just could have seen a full game with Kadarius Tony. I think mm. that's I. I would be shocked if he is like healthy and quiet for all four quarters. Yeah, love that take. We'll take much it. like Brett Michaels. <laughs> Every rose has its thorn. Stupid. Unskinny bop. I don't know that. There wasn't really anything there. We'll take a quick break, come back, talk way more Chiefs and Eagles right after this. I want action tonight. Satisfaction. Welcome back to the home stretch. ESPN Kansas City. Dude, Kyle, you're the man. Hell of a song. Yeah, it's, it's some poison. You know it's put some poison. Sorry, guys. I thought I'd have an extra minute, so I got a frozen Thin Mint out of my uh, mini fridge in the office. Is this for your, your diabetes? The no, sugars? I just wanted a Thin Mint. Oh. They're not super carby. See, that's the one thing about the sugars that could be a positive for you. Mm-hmm. Is you can just say, I have to eat this. I have to eat just three tubs of ice cream because it's I have yeah. the sugars. Yeah. Yeah, that is... Well, so here's the real pros and cons of that. Is that the first, like, um, God, I don't know, six months or something with the sugars? Well, the six, the first six months that I knew I had the sugars, <laughs> um, it was absolutely it. Because I was, like, trying to get my insulin right, and then it would, doing it with, an, with injections every time. Oh. Would be, yeah, it wasn't fun. I wouldn't recommend that. Um, don't get diabetes, everybody, if you can See, help it. And I also say, this is why I couldn't be a, uh, like, a drug guy. Mm-hmm. I hate needles. Like, if someone's, yeah. like, sterling. We don't want you to do heroin. I'm like, don't worry, pal. I'm yeah. not gonna. I as hate as needles. As long as they don't turn it into uh, smokable form, I'm good. I don't really like smoking either, so uh, I'm as not. As, as long as you can't put uh, heroin in a brownie, Sterling's not interested. <laughs> Did they make gummy heroin? No, cool. I don't want it. Uh, don't do drugs, kids. Well, don't do the bad drugs. When I go to... Hey, well, hold on. Kids don't do any drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Even Robitussin, come on. Well, it, oh, God. All right. We're in, I, kids, listen to your parents. Well, I don't know if I can even <laughs> say that one. I don't know. When I go and get my blood drawn, I'm the yeah. kind of guy that goes and there was like, you want to go just down the hall and they'll draw your blood? I'm always like, I'm really sorry, but I kind of pass out. Sometimes I get blood drawn. Really? I, I'm really bad. And so I, I, I go, would you mind bringing me apple juice? And so I have to lay down. They draw blood. Did you ever call the nurse mom by accident? Have you done that before? Not by accident. <laughs> well, you were homeschooled, so I guess hey, I guess your 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 mom was the nurse. Uh, that's, yeah, I guess that's true. But and people always make fun of me. They're like, "You're soft." I go, "Well, one, I know, but two, who's the guy getting free apple juice? This guy. You get the apple juice yourself after. But gotta you pay get, for it. Do you get weird? Frugal. Do you get weird if you see other people? With oh yeah, needles? big time, dude. I, I I would be the worst doctor, drug dealer, drug addict. Um, this here's so here's the thing. I don't thing like now. blood. Here's the thing now. I don't my kinda, own my own blood's fine. That's kind of wild. Is that I I I think I'm desensitized to to it. Isn't totally accurate because like I'm really glad I'm on a, other stuff now that I have to. I well, and you're a sensitive much. guy. No, I'm just a sensitive fella. But I would absolutely just like just bring in a needle now and just like just prick my finger just so I could do it right now. I can prick my finger right now and check my blood sugar and we can see what it is and you can just watch me bleed a little. Just see what you do. Like that would be worth it for me. Yeah, see Briscoe always asks in the hallway, Hey Sterling, you want to check your blood pressure? I'll just get a little prick Not and I go your blood pressure, your blood glucose. My my blood the sugars. Blood sugar. You wanna check my sugars? And I go and I go, I'm fine. 
Whenever you need to, I can make sure I got clean. You know, I'm real. I'm real sterile about it. You know me. I'm a real. I'm a real uh, germ. I'm a real anti-germ boy. That's fair. Kyle, you anti-germ guy? I'd, I'd say so. Yeah. How are you with needles? I'm not bad with them. That's I, I keep my blood drawn. I'll be fine. That's good. All right. So Kyle's next Kyle, up do you have on. Any tattoos, uh, Kyle? <laughs> I do not have any tattoos. Yeah. Would you, do you think you'd be able to get a tattoo? See, I always wanted one. It's a different one. feeling. Yeah, it's a very I always feeling. wanted one, and I figured I'm 28 now. Yeah. And at, at some point, you're like, you only have a finite time before you you start to to get a little, little saggy. Yeah, but here's the thing. I used to I used to kind of believe in that idea also, and then you ever see a picture of like an 80 year old with like full sleeves? It he it's the coolest look that you can have as it, an old person. It's almost like a tie dye. Their their arms yeah. are almost tie dyed. Well, uh, you, you don't know what get, it is, but there's there's get, something well, there. Well, part of the issue there is that if you are eighty and covered in like sailor tats, you probably got them on a on a on a navy boat. You know, that's fair. Like you, these are not necessarily modern tattoos. If I do see an eighty year old with tats like the sailor tats, I I think badass. I think exactly. I, I think thank you for literally probably saving. Our asses, yeah. Thanks for saving like, us. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's my assumption too. So what I've realized is that I think I think the danger zone for being like overly tatted up is like your forties or fifties. Okay. Because right in there, if you're, you, I don't think you can be super tatted up and then just like wear a polo and khakis every day. Although you could though, it would just make it would just make it cooler still. See, I, I'm a suit guy. I'm rocking a suit right Suits now. Suits and tats are good. Yeah, it's true. You, I really think the secret here. There are two secrets. The Yachty Malini neck tat. That one is really specific for individual people. That's a good call. <laughs> um, I think the two the two rules to keep in mind for the tattoos is that if you if you like feel like you can rock whatever you get, you almost certainly can. And then just look, don't get a tattoo from your friend in their garage. Yeah, like find an artist that you really like their style and how it makes sure it's going to be done well. And if it's going to be done well, it's going to look good. You're going to be good. And this is how we segue into. I'm going to get a Katarius Tony tattoo. Well, I was, well. True. And also, Kyle, when the Chiefs win, Briscoe's going to give you a tattoo. That's why you're um, here today and not Dylan. At least I, I don't have to pay for it, right? Yeah, I guess. Well, that's the right question. This, this is a guy we can convince. Yeah, I... Kyle, I'm not a great drawer, and I've never tattooed anybody before. I have broken a mic stand or just had it fall apart on me. Don't, don't even sweat it. Um... See, I don't but know. now it's handheld. You have I a little handheld do, mic. I wish it just would at least come back down to me. Uh, I could do like a crude football, maybe you know, um, maybe just an I heart Kadarius okay. if he is like, like the that. MVP. I tell you what, I'm I'm a two time adult league softball champion. Can Ooh. I get like a flame on the right arm? <laughs> yeah, dude, absolutely. It's I'll tell you this, dude. It's gonna look atrocious, but I will absolutely <laughs> do that for you. Get real big into softball guy, cause softball guy is one of the worst dudes out there. I, Briscoe knows I've done a softball guy segment before where I just get so irritated by softball guy. The dude who goes to softball games wearing metal spikes. Yeah. The dude that wears. <laughs> it's Kyle, man, you have an expert on this. You just admitted to this. The dude that wears softball don't, pants, and that's fine yeah, to an extent. Baseball him. pants with the belt, but watch with the out belt. for that. It's tucked belt. in. The dude who's trying to break up double plays, and you're like, guy, I'm not. I'm not getting you thrown it either way. It's softball. As long as you're not walking down the line, as long as you're not doing a waltz, you're gonna get to first base, guy. <sighs> 
Softball guy is one of the worst. He has a big old dip in in center field, yes. you know, trying to lay out with the eye black underneath his, his eyes. Yep. I can't lie, though. I will. Batting I, gloves, a donut on the on-deck oh, circle. Oh, the donut in, in a softball game is incredible. <laughs> I will I will hustle out a, an infield grounder. No, that's fine. I will hustle out an infield grounder in charity softball. I've done that multiple times. You can hustle it I'm out. I'm trying to get on base, though. You yeah, know? you're trying to get on base. You're trying to break up a play at the plate, and you sh- lower the shoulder into the catcher. You're an ass. Yeah, don't be okay. don't be over the top softball guy. Don't be that guy. You're not that guy, pal. You're not you're not my pal, buddy. How do you think I should Briscoe's mic is just broken over here and he is also broken. Yeah. What can I do for you, Stu? How's this how's this look? Awkward, but it works. Yeah, it's working fine. All right. So the Chiefs and what they need to do, in my opinion, outside of Mahomes being just Mahomes, as his mic just actually broke because he's playing with it like That's we... That's not true. I'm trying to fix it. How we tell... Go to another mic, Briscoe. Seriously? Still got me? Yeah, you're good okay. now. Okay. This, that was not a bit. That one I did the, not No, that was that. not a bit. I, I don't think the, that the, the look on your face was actually alarming. You thought that you broke it. We're going to have to go to the Drake and have no, him. I didn't think I broke it. I just didn't take that out of your happen. paycheck. I don't think that's how that works. But the Chiefs linebackers, to me, are going to be the difference defensively for the Chiefs. I hope that's not true because I'm terrified of them, but I hear you. I get it. We can talk all about getting pressure, but we obviously know that. The, the Eagles' offensive line is very talented in their own right. It would be foolish to think that the, Eagle, that the Chiefs are going to get five, six sacks against them. I just don't think it's going to be the case. Yeah. Uh, the wide receivers of A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard at tight end to an extent are very, very talented. But the Eagles love RPOs. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to sit back and look back mm-hmm. at this game and say, Bolton and Willie Gate Jr. were stuck because they had to think, was it a run, was it a pass? Yep. Now, some saving graces. Carl Jeffers is right in this game. You know what he likes to do? Illegal Throw man flags. Field, baby. Illegal man downfield. That's the saving grace of Carl Jeffers. Can't believe I'm giving him some credit for something. Yeah, well, see, let's see if I wouldn't he say credit. The, yeah. Let's see if he finishes the job here. But the point is, I think the linebackers are going to have a big factor, and they need to have a big factor. And I don't mean they have to have just this phenomenal game, but they have to be good. They have to yep. be solid. I'm not expecting them to say, no, you got to bottle up Jalen Hurts as well as bottle up Dallas Goddard and b- bottle up Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, and Kenneth Gainwell on the ground. But what I am saying is when they get to the red zone, come up with a stop a time or two. That's You're right. not going to get it every time, but can you get it one or two times? Because the Eagles, they average 4.7 yards per carry, which, funnily enough, the Chiefs, Average 4.7 yards per carry. I, I actually learned that today. They, just, they do it very differently. They do it very differently. The Eagles have the fifth most rush y- rushing yards in the NFL where they stand out. 32 touchdowns on the ground. Eight more than the second team in the NFL. They Half of those run are the rugby ball. scrums. Well, and 10 of them, or 12 of them, whatever it is, from, from Jalen Hurts. Like, Seriously, I mean, some of those are rug- they're, they're rugby, rugby scrums. The rugby scrum little push. But what that means is... You, you got to stop them once or twice. Yes. You got you, the linebackers. I'm not asking for perfection. I'm not asking for greatness. I'm asking for solid. Can the linebackers for Kansas City be solid? If they are, that's the most important thing for the Chiefs' defense. Hey, good news here. In the meantime, I, I think you're right about like all that. I didn't want to just gloss over it, but no game day injury designations for the Chiefs. Wow. So Legarius Sneed and his Full knee. Full participant in practice okay. today. My hunch there is that Snead had something happen. They went and checked out his knee, and he missed some work yesterday, which sure. is why he was limited. Um, that is 
fabulous news. Yeah. So Juju, Tony, uh, Willie Gay, Legarius Sneed, not even questionable. No designations. So that's stupendous. That's outstanding. Um, I think you're dead on with the linebackers. It's one part of the field we just never really got to talk about over yep. on the zone this week. Uh, and I wanted to because I think you're I think you're dead on. I have to wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. We agree on you, Chiefs you stuff You actually gave me a compliment? We, we, I do that for Chiefs stuff all the time. It's the rest of the way you live your life that I don't approve of. But your Chiefs takes are okay. Like an adult? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. It's the real combination of them. It's the real man-child combo that you've got. Our man-childness has, the Venn diagram is like 50% overlapping and then 50% yeah. on either side, and that's where we clash. Yeah. Um, but I think you're right, because... The middle of the field scares me. It's been a problem for the Chiefs all year. It's a place of the field that the Eagles want to attack. That's a place where, where uh, Jalen Hurts has, has been good. And specifically, I have to think that Spags has a plan for the RPOs. Not like one solution, but like they're not going to get caught off guard. They're not going to be out there in the first quarter going, holy bleep, they're running RPOs. What do we do? The number one thing I will happily give Nick Bolton credit for is that he's a fast processor. Yes. Getting the call out. Answering press conference questions, reading plays. He, his brain is good. Like, he he is reading defenses. He's a great signal caller to have. Extremely smart guy. He still hesitates more often than I wish he would. And those are the times. It's not always. Because when he doesn't, that's when the highlights come out. It's why he's a very difficult player for me to talk about. Because for me to give my kind of, like, little, my, my, my little uh, digs or whatever he's, whenever he's not, excellent go well but look at it when he was excellent and that's kind of the thing is if he if he is consistently decisive and aggressive and making the right reads which is a big ask yeah but if you're able to do all those things then hell yeah he's a pro bowler in the future uh, he, he'll learn that meanwhile Willie Gay is just kind of like the one guy on the defense this year who I think is probably underachieved expectations I would agree I don't know there might be another example you know Derek Nottie's had a quiet year but he's also sure. kind of a run stuffer it's hard to gauge that sometimes and I was to say Derek Nottie didn't have the same expectations I think everyone expected Willie Gay Jr. to take the next step I know Juan Thornhill gave himself all pro aspirations but no yeah. one I don't think actually expected Juan Thornhill to be an all pro and he was better the last month of the year like all, like all the DBs which I'm guessing yeah is there for I'm guessing all the DBs got better around the same time for a reason. Sure. All those rookies don't play like rookies anymore. It's incredible. Um but I I have my my sort of vague concerns about Willie Gay and Nick Bolton in particular because when they are put into conflict, that's where I worry a little bit. Whenever they're able to like have one assignment, pin their ears back, that's when you get the explosive hits from Nick Bolton. That's when you do get great coverage and tons of energy from Willie Gay. I like both of those players. Yeah. But it also is the spot that I'm most worried about specifically with the Eagles being the matchup across from them. So I think you're onto something there. Yeah. Willie Gay Jr. is one of those guys where you see the talent. You see the athleticism. You see the personality. And, and the mean, personality. Every, the team loves him because he's an, he really is the energy giver. He's got a great attitude about him. And just, just still a little raw. Yeah, I, I think that's true. And and we might also be guilty of perpetually having players, mentally thinking that players need to be a couple years ahead of schedule from where they actually are. Mm -hmm. Steve Spagnuolo showed us last year where he felt what he felt about Willie Gay, which is, I'd rather him not be on the field at, at, at least all the time. Yeah, Willie Gay, might be, his jump might be next year. But if he can just be fast and physical and athletic, and if Nick Bolton can make quick, correct decisions, then I think the Chiefs defense might have a a narrative-setting game because I really believe in, in this version of the defensive line in the secondary. I, I can't pretend that I don't anymore. I would also say we're starting to see more Brian Cook. 
More Brian Cook. By at, necessity against the Bengals. Yeah. Because Sneed, sorry to cut you off. Sneed went out. Yeah. And then Justin Reed, Justin Reed ended up being the guy that was doing some more of the uh, kind of joker stuff, you yeah. know, of, of playing around the field a little bit more. And Brian Cook was back there as a deep safety. His reputation was he was a thumper, and he is still a thumper. But God, man, that pick where he he makes the play, and then that was the one that Williams got right. Yeah, Joshua Williams got. Um, I got that wrong in post game the entire show. But uh, that play was like that. You get stars in your eyes in a yeah. play like that. Do you do you ever also just look think about when you messed up before and you're like I messed that name up and yeah. you, and you're, you're you just cringe for yourself internally like yeah. Everyone's probably thinking I'm a buffoon, and you're like, I, I am a buffoon, but but I don't want them to know that I'm a buffoon for this reason. I it really the the times that it, I'm not huge on like you know what was your most embarrassing moment. I got a couple that I wish would have gone differently, but I definitely don't like getting credit wrong. Like I I tend yeah. to try to give credit to people where credit when they due. have good ideas that I'm stealing, or you know they they, <laughs> they gave a good piece of info that I want to I want to give them credit. And certainly when they make an incredible play. I knew Jalen Watson and Joshua Williams both had yes. picks in that game, but I think I gave Jalen Watson credit for both of them in the postgame show. And yeah, I feel I still feel kind of bad about that, just because like I, this wasn't happening, I imagine. But you know, what if Joshua Williams's family turned on the radio at some point and they went, "Hey, that wasn't that wasn't Watson. That was that was Josh yeah, who had the pick." That's my family member, sir. Right? Yeah. yeah. And it's like I don't mean I didn't mean to knock him. I just I'm just dumb sometimes. Uh, you know we are. You know what, Briscoe. We're all dumb sometimes. We're all a little dumb. Put sometimes. that on a little on a little thing to put in your kitchen. I'd like that. A little cross stitch. <laughs> We're all dumb. We are all dumb sometimes. Uh, defensively, the home stretch. <laughs> ESPN Kansas City. Hashtag at home stretch KC. You wouldn't hashtag an at. I don't know, man. This is why I'm you're. Not, this I'm is not, you being a boomer again. You are my social media manager. Uh, uh, Defend. Well, not really, but yeah, it's an ongoing joke. Uh, defensively, true. do you see Spags sending blitz after blitz trying to get to Jalen Hurts because we know his. In the pocket, he's great. The most accurate quarterback in the NFL. Sorry, Tyreek Hill. I know it's not Tua Tagovailoa, but in the pocket without pressure, Jalen Hurts actually had the highest completion percentage in the NFL. Now, when he gets pressure on him, that goes way, way down. Now, Mahomes is kind of the anomaly where under pressure he becomes just an alien. We, we've seen this time and time again. But we also understand Jalen Hurts and his shoulders not what it once was. We saw him miss a wide-open A.J. Brown deep. It's one of those situations where it's, do you send the house, put pressure on Jalen Hurts, or do you say, we're just going to sell out on the run exclusively. Mm. We're going to force you to throw the rock. What do you think Spags, Spags does here? I think Spags takes your or and makes it an and. Mm. Because I think what it has to be is variance. I don't think you want to show Jalen Hurts the same thing all game regardless. Because I, I think the... The, the discrediting we could do to Jalen Hurts of him like uh, inferring that he's not a real quarterback would be totally, totally unfair for reasons you laid out and many more. Um, but I do think you could see Spags just bring in pressure from different spots all the time and different disguises pre-snap, different motions, some simulated pressures, and then bailing out into coverage. I know it didn't work in that one play against the Jags, but you're going to see George Karloftis in coverage at some point because, and there's a reason for this stuff, and I know it's complicated and I know it's frustrating because we all remember J uh, we all remember uh, Justin Houston covering uh, Antonio Brown, right? But the reason you do that is because when George Karloftis is dropping here, Justin Reed's coming over here. And whatever, it, that, maybe not specifically those guys, but... When you see that happening in real time, you go, well, that matchup, if the offense can find that matchup, great for them. But if they can't, there's not much time for the quarterback to make that decision because you found yourself a numbers game somewhere. Yeah. So I think for Spags, it's going to be that. You, you, you do want to stop the run game. 
This is where it's a win-win. Mm-hmm. You know who I'd love to see blitzing plenty in this game? Nicholas Bolton. Because if he's already shooting a gap, already getting up closer to the line of scrimmage, if he's already selling out to go, be moving forward, which is really, again, my issues with Nick Bolton are when he just doesn't move forward quickly enough. Yeah. Sometimes he'll make that tackle where he is receiving the hit six yards downfield and it's an eight-yard gain. But if he's the aggressor, no matter what, it's either go, it's just go get the ball, 32. That, to me, could be a really, and it also would be funny if, if Nick Bolton's a real hero of the Super Bowl. We're going to have had this conversation, yeah. so you're going to, I'm going to use this in my in my witness to, to prove that I don't just hate Nick Bolton and that I do think there's a chance that this happens. But for Gay and Bolton in particular to be the aggressors like that, I think you can do a little bit of ter- two birds, one uh, one scone, as we learned a long time ago. That's an older reference. Uh, get get two birds stoned at once. You can, sto- you can get two birds stoned by... By clogging up run lanes, trying to free up matchups for Chris Jones, make him demand the double teams, and then have somebody else just blitz off his hip for all I care and just see what you can do. I don't think you could legally do this, but just leap and jump off Chris Jones' shoulders. I mean, really, whatever it is, he's going to demand the attention, which mm-hmm. Spags knows. And if Chris Jones doesn't get double teamed, he needs to win, and I think he will. But I do think the Chiefs have a path to making the numbers game on defense work in their favor. It it demands trusting those corners as well, but I've already told you how I feel about them. So I think something that also behooves Kansas City and this defense is they are a great tackling and a willing tackling team, especially the corners. And especially the last five games. That's really the jumping off point for me. Justin Reed and Juan Thornhill have never been scared to tackle, but early on in the season they had missed a lot of tackles. It feels like that's getting shored up. Yep, agreed. Uh, Legereus Sneed, Joshua Williams just based on size alone. Trim McDuffie for his size. Likes to get after it. Jalen Watson. We obviously know Nick Bolton and Willie Gay Jr. That's never been a knock on Nick Bolton. He had that one game against the, the Bengals where he like, and everyone's like, what's going on? He forgot to tackle. He still had 16 in that game. Yep. But the point is, when he has a bad tackling game, it sticks out because he's so good tackling against an Eagles team that runs the ball a ton, who's very shifty with the running backs in general. This bodes well for the Chiefs, and I don't know if it's getting talked about or at least acknowledged enough. I think that's one spot where the Chiefs defense has an advantage, and it's not just, oh, they have Mahomes and the, and the Eagles don't. It's actually... The Chiefs also have an advantage here. Yeah. If, if listen, man, anybody listening right now, if you're going, yeah, nobody's been talking about the Chiefs tackling, well, you haven't been listening to me nearly enough because <laughs> I've been enamored by that. Yeah. Because, look, it's not impressive when linebackers tackle. It can be impressive when rookie cornerbacks tackle. And we have seen them be so good at that in space. We saw Trent McDuffie bring down Jamar Chase on the first point of contact, mm-hmm. on the first play from scrimmage for the Bengals in, in the AFC Championship game. That bleep never happens. Sets the tone. So I am I am all about that. I, I've been really, really impressed by how, how the defense has rallied. And also just swarming to the football more efficiently. Yeah. Huge, huge point in this game. Let's take a quick break. Come back. Briscoe's still with us as we come back and play this or that. Super Home Bowl stretch. Welcome back to the home stretch ESPN Kansas City. This or that time with Josh Briscoe. Mustache or no mustache? Mustache. So I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. You're a little stashious. So me having my playoff stash is my thing. Do you have something when you watch Chiefs games that makes you a little stitious? I do. I uh, I put on a pair of underwear at the beginning of the playoffs, and I don't take them off until the Chiefs are eliminated. That's what that is. Yeah. Uh, barbecue or cheesesteaks? Uh, barbecue. I do love a cheesesteak. Me too. Though. Th- I mean, th- is this the best 
like food match between the cities we could have had. I'm gonna have to think like about it, it more later, but I, it's really good. Well, I'll tell you what, Buffalo, the, the they, wings, they deserve respect. But I think I think this might be up there. Who has a better day, AJ Brown or Travis Kelsey? Uh, Travis Kelsey. I feel pretty good about that too. Mm. Who do you think Mrs. Kelsey is secretly rooting for more? Uh, I think Jason, because I think she knows that Jason might retire. How about that? If the Eagles win, does Jason Kelsey walk off into the sunset and this is going to be some podcast ploy? It would, <laughs> it would be a really cool way to go for him. I, I think he might. Which fans are crazier, Eagles or Chiefs? I think probably Eagles, and I hope Chiefs fans take that as a compliment. Eagles fans are scarier to me, yeah. but I'm also not in Philly, you know? I, when I lived there, it, what's so fun is both these teams have a respect for each other. It yeah. feels like you ask a lot of Eagles fans who their secondary team is. It's like, oh, well, the Chiefs and Andy Reid. And then yes. you ask Chiefs fans, like, well, we like where Andy Reid came from. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> and, it really is. And growing up, for me, I actually always liked Andy and Donovan me McNabb. Too, so dude. this is like one of those situations where like, you know what? I, I don't like you this week, No, but I don't have this anger towards you. No, this is the Super Bowl of brotherly love. Does Patrick Mahomes throw three or more touchdowns? Yes, but I'm not. That's not a prop bet I'm seeking out. Who wins the battle between the Chiefs' offensive line or Eagles' pass rush? I mean, they're both going to win matches. I yes. think. I think the Eagles will provide pressure. But if you ask me my prediction later, you're probably going to know what I really think. Which team gets more sacks, Eagles or Chiefs? <sighs> Boy, that might be a prop bet worth exploring. Actually, does that exist? Because I kind of think it might be the Chiefs. That's more, of a Mahomes, that's more of a Mahomes comment yeah. than an offensive line one, though. How do the referees get too involved in this one? Uh, boy, that's <laughs> a good question. A lot of illegal man downfield would be hilarious. It's probably going to be, I'm going to say, one terrible pass interference call. <laughs> Kesha or El Mefayo? Uh, Kesha. Yeah. 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 I, I listened to the Animal album the other day, and I go, no skips. No, uh, that, that's, that, no, that's no. A no Kesha sk- might actually be good again, too. Yeah, that, 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 that's a no-skip album. LMFAO dropped, like, three bangers and disappeared. Yeah. Uh, and Legends. One, one was, like, the uncle of the other guy, which is even... We remember we did that thing on yeah, this show before. We uh, does Jared McKinnon score a touchdown? No. Ow. I don't know. He, he, I think he's going to spend a lot of time in the backfield helping out the thing I said a second ago about the sacks. <laughs> More total yards. MVS... Kadarius Tony. I've, I, I think it's the Kadarius Tony game. Ooh. I really do. I just hope he stays healthy, man. See, I actually have MVS getting a touchdown in this game. I think MVS keeps the train rolling, and we look back at this as the Sammy Watkins-esque yeah. performance from MVS. I, I, I've been behind him all year, and so I just... He, this time. He's underrated, okay? I feel that. I mean, I, I, he's underrated. That's fair. Who is the Chiefs punt returner in this game? Kadarius Tony. You think so? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it might be Justin Watson second, to be honest. I, I would actually agree with that. So, uh, tater tots or onion rings? Tater tots narrowly. Oh, I'm an onion rings, onion rings boy. Yeah, I love yeah. onion rings. G- go to high boy. Guy Higher give you variance. Onion rings. Higher variance on onion rings. Lower floor. Does Legarius need travel with a wide receiver? He said he wouldn't this week. Yeah, I, but that, I, that could be a ploy. I believe him. Do you find it odd the city of Philadelphia worships a movie character? I do. I do think it's weird that Rocky has a statue. I've been afraid to admit that. Who wins and who are you pissing off, Eagles or Chiefs? I like the Chiefs in this game. I really genuinely do. I think it'll be a tight one. I think it'll be a good one. We actually get a good Super Bowl maybe, but I like the Chiefs. I've been saying 27-24. For Briscoe, for Kyle, I am Sterling Holmes. We are out.